Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, where we talk about conspiracy theories and other things in that area. Megan, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Uh... Which is something that I didn't even realize there were conspiracy theories about. Like, I should have. Like, logically, yeah. something of, on that scale is probably going to have some conspiracy theories, but I hadn't really thought about it until I started doing research on other conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and then came across stuff about Titanic, and I was like, Makes oh, sense. that seems interesting. Do you think they crashed into a UFO? <laughs> I do not think they crashed into a UFO, no. No? No. Ah, come on. No. And there there are no aliens this time, spoiler alert. Sorry to disappoint. There are always aliens. There are always aliens, but there are no aliens in my research today. Mm-hmm. No aliens. Okay. So, uh, where does this epic adventure start? Well, so it starts with the history, of Let's course. Let's start with Let's some start history. Let's start with some history. Begin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the early 20th century, White Star Line commissioned one of the biggest and most luxurious ships in the world, the RMS Titanic. She was born out of a competition between White Star Line and the British firm Cunard. Cunard. Cunard? Yes. Or Cunard. I don't know. Cunard? I don't know. Anyway, Cunard's Mauritania set the speed record for fastest average speed during the transatlantic crossing, and she held that title for 22 years. The year that... Sorry, that's my pen. (laughs) Jeez. The year that Mauritania and her sister ship, the Lusitania, which, coincidentally, would be sunk by a German U-boat in May of 1915, Mm -hmm. killing 1,200 passengers and pushing the U.S. into World War I. Okay. The CEO of White Star Line discussed the building of three large ships that we've become known as the Olympic-class ocean liners Mm -hmm. with the company Harland & Wolfe. These Olympic liners would be 882 feet in length and 92.5 feet at their widest point, making them the largest of their kind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, side pretty note. Big, pretty big boat. We went to the Titanic exhibit when we were in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had a Titanic exhibit in the Luxor Hotel at mm-hmm. the time. And they had a piece, like a tiny little piece. Of the That's Titanic right. and there. And it was huge. And this tiny little piece was huge. Like, they had a map of what the, like, a schematic of what the ship would have looked like. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this piece that takes up this whole fucking room was, like, an inch on the schematic. Yeah. And it was I, pretty huge. It was crazy. Like, it's nothing compared to, like, the ships that we see now. Sure. But, but... still, like, if you've never seen something that big, like, holy fuck. It was pretty huge, That's yeah. a big ship. That was a big ship. Um, Anyway, Titanic started her maiden voyage from Southampton, England, to New York in the U.S. on April 10th, 1912. Mm -hmm. And on April 14th, just four days into her trip, the Titanic struck an iceberg. While lookouts were able to see the berg in time to avoid a head-on collision, the ship still grazed the iceberg at surface level, and a jagged piece of the berg tore a 300-foot gash in the hull below the waterline. Okay. The ship had been built with a state-of-the-art technology that made experts proclaim her unsinkable. Um, she had a double bottom and 15 watertight bulkhead compartments that had electric watertight doors that could be controlled individually and simultaneously by a switch on the bridge. Okay. So that all sounds really, really great. Like, sure. sinks no- this ship's not going to sink. Like, if yeah, if one of these gets breached, like, everything closes and water's not going to pass, but they forgot something important. Oh. So the walls between the bulkhead compartments, the watertight bulkhead compartments... Uh-huh didn't go like all the way up the walls stopped just above the waterline oh okay so if you pitched or you had any list at all and there was water in those compartments it would spill over the wall into the next one that makes sense that's not good yeah which is 
pretty what? much yes. That's a big <laughs> not really watertight. Not really watertight at that point. Um, it's like having a watertight box without a lid. Yeah, totally. That's kind of yeah. how I felt. I was like, how could you claim that these are watertight if you left like big gaps at the top of them? Yep, that doesn't I don't make know. any sense. Um, but by the time the captain and a representative from Harlan and Wolf were able to inspect the damage to Titanic's hull, five of the bulkhead compartments were already flooded and the ship was pitched downward, which just allowed water to flow. Keep coming, yeah. From one bulkhead to another mm-hmm. over those walls. Um, the representative from Harlan and Wolf, Thomas Andrews, estimated that the ship would be able to stay afloat for only an hour and a half at that point. Wow. So they're like, no we have an hour and a half. That's no that's time it. at all. Uh, the Titanic was carrying 2,240 passengers and crew that April, mm-hmm. but only had 28 lifeboats with a 65-person capacity. So I did the math. They only had enough lifeboats lifeboats for roughly 1,800 people. That makes sense. Uh, you know, funny enough, funny, not funny, but I was actually, I think I was just reading it. Maybe I just watched a video that talked about because of the Titanic sinking and its 65% um, rating for uh, those... Um, Escape pods? Mm-hmm. Lifeboats. Life escape pods. Same I've been watching thing. some some sci-fi lately. <laughs> Anyways, lifeboats. Uh, that they actually made it law that all ships have to have enough for their enough, passengers. But so they started uh, retrofitting ships with a bunch of um, uh, with a bunch of these boats. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is not those boats weren't all rated to have that on the side of them. So any boats designed after that point had that. Right. Had that considered in making the ship so that they could handle that. So actually what ended up happening was a couple ships capsized. Well, what's crazy is And it is caused that... more accidents. Yeah. Because the Titanic went down, more ships went down. Yeah. What's crazy is that the Titanic was designed to carry more lifeboats than that. Hmm. Like, they had the space for it, but they literally went, no, no, it'll take up too much space from the first class passenger decks. Like, we want them to have more space to walk around and be hobby snobby. Makes sense. And so they, right off the bat, 400 people without a hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right off the bat, 400 people. A little over 400 people. Mm -hmm. Because they could only take 1,800 people in their lifeboats. What's worse, though, is that they were really unorganized in their emergency preparedness. Mm -hmm. Like, they did not have a continuity of operations plan at all, apparently, on this ship. And... Because of this lack of organization, they launched several of the lifeboats uh, woefully underfilled, and some of it, some of them even just had a handful of people on them, like a handful. Wow! Instead of the sixty-five they could carry, and there were like there were a lot of things where like the first-class people didn't want to be like squished in. Yeah, well, and no, so they no, not were with like, those peasants. yeah, so they were like, oh no, we'll make sure that they're everyone's nice and comfortable. Mm. But they were already lacking enough lifeboats for everyone on the ship, and then they were like, oh, there's five people on this boat, send it down. Wow. What the fuck? Yep. Right? Um, so the crazy thing is the Titanic ended up staying afloat for almost three hours, which mm-hmm. is double what Andrews had predicted. And he was one of the ones who helped design that ship. Like, oh, that's he good. knew it backwards and forwards. So like they had a lot more time than he had initially given, which is great. Um, and it finally sunk at about 2.20 a.m. on April 15th. And that morning, they got there about 4 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, Cunard's Carpathia, oops, sorry, I just spit all over you, <laughs> rounded up with the survivors in the lifeboats after responding to Titanic's midnight distress call. Because they were, like, navigating through the icebergs themselves, and they were going, like, full speed, navigating icebergs, trying to get to this distress call. Uh-huh. 
So they rang, round up all of the, the lifeboats, and there's only 705 people in them. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is... Devastating. Disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, uh... That's not that's not a good number. No. That that that's the kind of numbers that puts a business out of business. Except that what's crazy is they didn't go out of business. Yeah, they yeah, should that's have. What's so fifteen hundred over fifteen hundred people ended up dying. Yeah. In this. So it's interesting because I've been like borderline obsessed with the Titanic since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was so fascinated by this story. It's really sure. morbid and really odd for a small child to be this like fascinated by something like this but i was but i don't think that i ever really looked at titanic by the numbers yeah because children don't Mm -hmm. like we can't fathom those kind of numbers and i'm sure that i've seen them before but i just didn't like recognize what i was just thinking i'm sure some of the people in the titanic fathomed it it's bad (laughs) it's bad so what one of our tags is dark humor right Uh, yeah 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 Anyway, the point was that, like, just looking at those numbers, it's fucking astounding. Yeah. Like, so they have 2,200 on board, they can only take 1,800 on lifeboats, and they only put fucking 705 don't people even, on those lifeboats. They don't even reach half, half what those lifeboats And they had more hold. than, uh, they had almost three times the amount of time that they thought they were going to have. No, they... two times. An hour and a half to three hours. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was less than an hour and a half. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just, it's astounding. Uh, so we're going to get into some theories about why this may have happened. Other uh-huh. than it just being a really horrible, tragic accident. Yeah, I had, um, I'd seen some stuff a long time ago. Who hasn't seen something about the Titanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, are you going to talk about mirages at all? No, I wasn't going to talk about mirages at all because that's one of the, like, prevailing, like, this probably is actually what happened okay so we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about probably... the prevailing we're talking a little bit more about okay like, we're hitting things that we think we're going didn't down actually we're happen. going down deep and uh would you would you like to talk about the mirages real quick though because i know that you know a little bit about that well i mean it just has to do with um light diffraction mm-hmm. and essentially different pressures and different temperatures cause um the local atmosphere to change and cause the light to do different things so there's a good chance that that uh iceberg snuck up on them like they just couldn't i think if i remember correctly there was actually another ship in the area um Mm -hmm. that had claimed to have seen the titanic but they weren't sure if they were seeing it or if they were seeing um a mirage Mm -hmm. and also um yeah the anyways uh with with proper diffraction of light i mean the Titanic could essentially be invisible, but be very close because the light is being bent back down. Yeah, that ship I think was actually from Nova Scotia, uh-huh. and I think it was a fishing vessel, if I remember correctly. And they actually heard the call for like the distress signal yeah. and didn't go. They mm-hmm. sailed the opposite direction. Whoops. Yeah. How yep. nice of them. Yep. Um, Those Nova Scotians. Mm-hmm. Not to insult anyone that's a Nova Scotian, because <laughs> I'm just speaking to yeah. speak. So. It's known for a fact that on the day that the Titanic went on her first and last voyage, uh, that there was a coal fire on board, which isn't unheard of. Like, in a steamship that is powered by coal. Oh, yeah. An old, like, very old ship common. Back, back then. Um, and after assessing the situation and concluding that it was unlikely that the fire caused any significant damage to the hull, uh, the strikers were ordered to control the fire while at sea. So just, like, get it under control, keep it under yeah. control, we're still going. 
Okay. It's time to go. Oh, so there was a fire on the ship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's, like, very well known. Very yeah. well documented there was a fire on board. Okay. Um. So some people believe that this fire did indeed cause significant damage to the hull leading to the sinking. Okay. Of the ocean liner. Like, that possibly, like, weakened that section that hit the iceberg. Is it, it, did the coal fire happen in that section? I have no idea. Okay. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, You take metals and you heat them up and cool them down, especially very quickly. Uh, You make them brittle. Yeah. Well, and some people think that the steel wasn't even rated for that cold of water in the first place. Like, or whatever a ship is made of. I've I've assumed steel, but I don't know. No, I mean, back then, probably was some form Mm -hmm. of steel. So, but some people were saying that they think that it's possible that it wasn't rated to be in that cold of water in the first place. Hmm. Um, which I think is probably bullshit because, like, they made three of these. They made three of these Olympic-class ships. Yeah, I very seriously doubt that they didn't rate it to travel through icy Atlantic waters. That just yeah. doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, but others believe that the fire became uncontrollable, which forced the captain to push the ship to travel at a pace that would make it impossible to avoid the collision with the iceberg. And that's something that they know, that they were traveling full speed. They mm-hmm. went full speed ahead. Okay. Which is another reason, like, why people say, like, there's no way this guy was gonna see the iceberg in time, because they were going too fast, it was dark, it's fucking cold. Yeah. Like, and all the things you just mentioned, the science-y stuff. Yeah. Like, he wasn't gonna see it in time. Okay. He saw it soon enough to say, go that way, and they didn't head-on collide with it. That's literally the only thing that they they were able uh, to do. Yeah, they just barely didn't, Mm -hmm. as far as uh, the movie shows. (laughs) And supposedly, actually, James Cameron's movie is, like, remarkably historically accurate oh to what actually happened like the only thing that's really made up is rose and jack like their whole like love story thing is entirely fabricated but like as far as what actually happened on the titanic by supported by the survivors records of it Mm -hmm. that's what actually happened and that was like that movie was a um i wouldn't i wouldn't call it a milestone but like it was definitely a product of its era yeah think about it, didn't pearl harbor come out kind of around the same time yeah like really long epic really long epic, epic historically accurate with a eh, like slight yeah. flair like yeah uh tragic love story long. within this historical yeah. historically accurate sure story sure. yeah yeah based on a true story yeah yeah uh, I also really liked both of those movies, actually. Yeah, they're kind of chick flicks. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah, they, my dad yeah, they really liked both of those movies. I mean, there's nothing like... wrong about liking a chick flick, but they those movies I think were made with women in mind. Sure. I think that was the whole reason there was a love story on them. But anyway, anyway, moving on. So that like that's that is the most plausible theory we're going to talk about is this fire theory. Okay. And it is not generally the accepted one of what happened. Like, the Mirage thing is what's generally accepted. Because I think that was even in our tour of the Titanic exhibit was that Mirage thing. I think you're right. I um, think you're right. I think it was in that tour. Um, another theory suggests that the Titanic sinking wasn't an accident. I know. Dun, dun, dun. Theorists claim that three of the ship's passengers, John Jacob Astor IV, Benjamin Guggenheim, mm-hmm. and Isidore Strauss, were opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Okay. And because these particular men had so much pull, their deaths smoothed the way for the Federal Reserve Bank, 
Federal Reserve Bank's creation in 1913, so a year, uh, a year mm-hmm. later. Uh, Astor was the richest man aboard the Titanic and was thought to be one of the richest men in the world at the time, with a net worth of $87 million, which is $2.21 billion in today's money. So there's nothing wrong. <coughs> I, I, I would agree that they might have actually had some sort of um, pull mm-hmm. on the Federal Reserve Bank, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, unpolitical decisions in general, because they were very rich, influential, yeah. powerful men. I would I would say, like, yes, it makes sense that those people dying would have a large effect on it, but like that you're doesn't gonna mean whole ship. you're going to yeah. sink a whole ship to kill them. Would have been a lot a lot um, less messy and a lot easier if they just sent a guy with a gun to go shoot them when they weren't expecting sure. it. Um, but then it doesn't look like an accident. Who cares anyway, what it looks like? I was gonna give you not um, making decisions anymore. You oh, could, you could do what you need to make it look like a decision, or uh, an accident, accident, not a sure. decision. Yeah, yeah. Like car accidents or something like that. You could do a lot more that wouldn't endanger quite so many people. Right. <laughs> um. But I wanted to give a quick rundown of who these people were. Mm-hmm. So Astor was the richest man, possibly one of the richest men in the world at the time. Okay. Benjamin Guggenheim, as in the Guggenheim Museum, came from a prominent family who made their money in mining. And when Benjamin realized how serious the situation on the, t- the Titanic was, he and his chauffeur helped women and children board the lifeboats, returned to their room, donned formal attire, and Guggenheim is quoted as having said, uh, quote, we are dressed in our best and are prepared to go down like gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. What a badass. That guy's my hero. So right? Like, yeah. what a badass. Guggenheim? He's like, I'm gonna dress nicely and I'm gonna die dressed nicely. Like, yeah. hell yeah. Guggenheim, mm-hmm. right? Guggenheim. He's like, Benjamin I'm not Guggenheim. gonna... I, people are gonna remember my name because mm-hmm. it's my name, but I'm not as silly as my name would suggest. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Like, what, just what a badass. Like, he's like, I've helped all these women and children on these boats, and I'm gonna go down looking my best. Heck yeah. Yeah. A little Pretty vain, cool. but yeah. Really, like, but, you know, what a badass. Vain, vain in the way that, like, I've done my part. I can be vain now. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if I'm going to die anyway. Gonna die. What am I, we're yeah. just standing around. Like, let's yeah. Let's look good while we're going to die. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah. And then Isidore Strauss was the owner of Macy's at the time. Mm-hmm. And despite having been offered a seat on a lifeboat due to his advanced age, Strauss refused. And his wife, Ida, refused to leave his side. Isidore and Ida returned to their cabin and presumably passed together in their cabin when the ship went down. So it, this whole taking the ship down to take them down seems less credible now that these people were... Like, not assholes. Yeah, they were known for the ones that were, like, they mm-hmm. had the chance to get on the boats. They yeah. could have gotten on the boats, they could have gotten away, but they didn't. You really have to bank on the fact that honorable people are going to be honorable in a time of um stress and danger Mm -hmm. which is rare yeah well the idea though is that all three of them were men yeah and you took women and children first sure so the idea is that you wouldn't have technically had like because they didn't have enough lifeboats on board the men probably weren't gonna get to go okay because the women and children were going to go um astor's wife was actually she was is it yeah, Astor. Uh, she was pregnant. She was 29 years younger than he was, and she was pregnant, and he asked to go with her because she was pregnant, and they told him no. Oh. Yeah. So, um, there are other versions of the theory of it's not an accident and it was done on purpose, and uh-huh. one of them was that they were opposed to income tax legislation, and again, they had a lot of pull. It's that, you're right, it seems too big. Yeah. Because there were 2,000 other people that got killed. You know, like... There were, well, 1,500 other people that died 
over uh, this. Like, that just doesn't make sense. I know we'll tackle it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of how I feel about the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's too big. It's too big. Like... Mm-hmm. Well, I know we'll talk about it more yeah, at some point. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. I know it's on the list. It I know is on we'll the list. I know we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to be really, evil? really evil. Yeah. To say, yeah, I'll sink the ship for with this many people on it. Yeah. So that I get things to go the way I want them to. Like... You're right. That's... Evil... Like, J.P. Morgan? Ooh, what about J.P. Like Morgan? Like, the banker? Yeah. Well, I guess there was some sort of disagreement between him and these three guys. I don't know. And some theorists think that he lured them onto the Titanic. Like, he was supposed to be on it, but he canceled his trip last minute. I think I've heard that, yeah. He canceled his trip last minute because he had some sort of business concerns come up. And Evil then he wasn't on it. Evil business concerns that had to do with sinking the ship. Um, that's what some people think. I don't necess- I don't I don't buy into this. Somebody was so awful that they sunk a ship for three guys. Like that's yeah. nuts. That's just nuts. Um But another theory, because of Titanic's advanced engineering, uh some theorists believe that she became the target of outside forces. Mm-hmm. These theorists suggest that the Titanic had a fate similar to Cunard's uh Lusitania. Okay, I don't know what I brought that up earlier. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, several survivors of Titanic sinking heard explosions after the ship had begun to sink, and some saw a searchlight in the distance long before the arrival of the uh, rescue ship, mm-hmm. and theorists think a German U-boat possibly sunk the ship in order to hurt the U.S. I mean, that's possible, but explosions can be written off pretty easily. It, you're well, creating huge sound pot. You're creating yeah. huge, huge um, air pockets in a ship as it's going down. It might be so much that you're busting through wooden floors, mm-hmm. when that air, or, or whatever the the floors are made out of, and then suddenly that creates an explosion sound. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact um, something breaking, snapping in a well, and in it a ship split in half yeah, before it went down can go. Can make it go boom. Yeah, make that sound sound like an explosion. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I mean, it just seems weird because the Lusitania was actually um, sunk by a U-boat. Sure. Three years later, so it's kind of like, why didn't we enter World War One at this point if a U-boat had sunk the Titanic, but we did it for the Lusitania? Wasn't enough evidence. Yeah, I don't know. And the Lusitania wasn't an American-made ship; it was it was a British ship. Sure, it was a British company. So yeah, it's just interesting to me that they would they would point to that. But it's kind of like if they were willing to do it over the Lusitania, which was a British-made ship, they probably definitely would have been willing to do it over the Titanic, which was like I think uh, yeah, I I would agree. And I think by now, with so many people going down and looking at the Titanic, mm-hmm. I think people would come back up and be like, "These aren't iceberg." scrapes mm-hmm. these aren't the tearing of a hull. like this is a missile this is yeah. this is a torpedo that exploded and mm-hmm. uh no missiles are in the air yeah. torpedoes are in the water yeah. no yeah. worries <laughs> this is a torpedo that um that destroyed this whole actually really kind of cool uh with torpedoes mm-hmm. it's not the explosion that hurts the hull of a ship it's actually the pressure difference that it creates. Yeah. So essentially what happens is it explodes and it creates this big vacuum. This mm-hmm. big, you imagine this big bubble with a whole lot of nothing inside of it and it pulls. Mm-hmm. So it pulls on that hole. That hole just got pushed on, got okay. really hot, it got pushed on. And then as the explosion starts to come back, everything starts to rush back in and then gets pulled in 
and that pulling it weakens the yeah so you get this essentially you take a piece of it's like if you were to take a piece of metal metal push on it really hard and then pull on it really hard and that would cause it to break gotcha so it's like a much bigger hole than would have been made probably and the 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 kind of damage would be completely different you got to sure. think think about the kind of damage you get on your car when you uh you accidentally drive too close to something and it scrapes your paint sure. right it's going to look more like that you're going to have probably like longer yeah, yeah you're going to have longer strips of damage mm-hmm. versus having a hole a hole gotcha um in 1886, British writer William T. Stead published a short story titled How the Atlantic Main Steamer Went Down. In the story, the steamer collides with another vessel and a serious shortage of lifeboats on board caused a huge loss of life. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, Stead was on the Titanic when it went down. Oh. Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah. A medium supposedly channeled his spirit shortly after the accident. Oh, of course they did. Um, and they channeled his spirit through writing. Mm-hmm. Instead's daughter claimed that the medium would write with his eyes closed and that the handwriting looked much like her father's, and sometimes the medium would stop and go back and cross the T's and dot the I's, which was a habit her father had. Uh-huh. And his daughter claims that the medium couldn't have known those things about her father, and through the medium, Stead was able to explain exactly what happened and claimed that his passage onto the other side was gloriously beautiful. Gloriously Not gonna put a beautiful. whole lot of stock in that, but at least, since his daughter seemed to believe it, Maybe it gave her some closure. That's good. That's good. I hope I'll I'll, I'll give her that. <laughs> I hope I hope my death has the word glorious in it. <laughs> gloriously beautiful. I know that you know, gloriously beautiful sounds pretty great. Yeah. But like just just glorious. Like if I could get the word glorious and awesome, like gloriously <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> like yeah. that is that's what I want. I wanna like that's how that's what I want. Yeah. I want a medium to come. You know, and be like, oh, his death, his death was gloriously awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't care. Gloriously anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be, uh. Gloriously shitty. <laughs> gloriously shitty. Well, you know, <laughs> still, like, man, that was shitty, but it was gloriously <laughs> it was shitty. shitty. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just regular shitty that killed him. It was gloriously <laughs> shitty. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um. Gloriously badass. Yes. Yes. Gloriously gallant. Yeah. 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 You can die like Dallas Winston. Die gallant, Dallas. Die gallant. Okay. There's also a curse theory. Of course there's a curse theory. There's a curse theory. There's no aliens, but there's a curse. What what were they cursed by? A mummy. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, please. Please. I've seen I've seen the mummy, so (laughs) I know a little bit about them. Supposedly, one of the Titanic's passengers was a historian, and he happened to be carrying the remains of an Egyptian mummy. Did he actually? I don't know that this okay. is actually true. Okay. This, uh, that's why I said supposedly. Supposedly. I cannot confirm that there was a historian with an actual mummy on board the Titanic. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a historian on there. But sure. Yeah. Um, some people believe that the remains of the mummy must have been cursed. Because, you know, mm. all Egyptian mummies are cursed. All, all, all of them. them are. Um, and that's why the ship went down. Oh. Because you weren't supposed to take that mummy out of Egypt, damn it. Yeah. Wait, where was the Titanic going to? To America. He was going to New York uh, okay. from England. From England. Okay. Yep. Well, uh... Yeah, that uh, mummy mm-hmm. took him down, I guess. The mummy took him, mummy down. Took him down. I know. I read this one and I was like, I don't, like... 
is this one even worth talking about? And then I thought about what your face would look like, and I was like, yeah, this one's worth talking about. I mean, my face isn't doing anything crazy anymore <laughs> no. because I'm getting so used, used to it. To yeah. the ridiculousness. But I was just like, yeah, believe. this is worth talking about it just for, like, the giggles. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. It was I don't know where Egyptian mummies get their mummy. powers. I don't know where mummies get their powers Yeah, either. so maybe it's aliens. <laughs> maybe, just like witches. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That's... Gotta have consistency. Yeah, People yeah, yeah, like yeah. consistency. Sure. <laughs> Bitches like consistency. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> do that bitch a consistent. Yeah. <laughs> like, do what? Because you know what the, the saying is uh, like, give that bitch a cookie. Bitches love cookies. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking if a dog were to say it, because the way they talk, uh, like dog memes, I'm like... Do that, bitch a consistent. Bitches love consistency. Bitches love consistency. Um, last theory, but not least. Oh, okay. Not least. Still no aliens. I'm, a, I'm sorry. We, we can go with the idea that aliens just kidnapped the whole ship and then dropped it out of the sky and that's why it split in two and everything. And all those people that died didn't really die. They just went to human zoos. Human zoos. Yeah. We can go with that theory. But it wasn't one that I read about. I mean, did they find a vortex? No, no vortexes. No vortexes. I'm sure there's somebody out there who believes it was aliens or a vortex or something. But there's not enough stock in that one that it actually popped up in any of my research. Oh, that's too bad. <coughs> there was enough stock in the mummy one, huh? There was enough stock in the mummy one, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so this theory says that the ship that struck the iceberg on April 14th wasn't even the Titanic. Oh. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It was a fake. It was instead her sister ship, the Olympic. Oh. Supposedly, the Olympic was swapped with the Titanic and sunk on purpose as part of an insurance scheme. Okay. On September 20th, 1911, the Olympic collided with a British Navy ship, the HMS Hawk, and the Olympic was left with two large holes in her starboard side and damage to a propeller shaft. White Star Line took the Royal Navy to court over the incident, but they were found at fault for the collision. Mm -hmm. Because White Star Line caused the accident, their insurance company refused to pay the claim on the damage to the ship. Oh. So, White Star Line is, like, on the hook for thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars worth of damage. And then that ship is not getting, it's it's not making any money right now. No, because <laughs> they can't use it. Right, so then... <clears throat> so they patch it up. Yeah. And they... They use, because at the time they're still building the Titanic, so they use parts that were meant for the Titanic to patch up the Olympic. Okay. Um, specifically because there was damage to a propeller shaft, um, mm -hmm. people think that they took one of the propellers that was meant to be for the Titanic and put it on the Olympic. Yeah. Because the number coding on what has been found submerged is correct for the Titanic, but they think that the only reason it's correct is because they pulled it from the Titanic stock to put on the Olympic. Okay. So, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So did they take numbers off the other parts and run those as well? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Um. Anyway, so there or there like there's pictures too, um, of the Titanic like going out for her maiden voyage, and there, according to some people, there's like um, sections of of miscoloring on mm -hmm. her hull where the holes on the Olympic would have been. Uh -huh. So it's like where the patches would have been, essentially. Okay. So they're like, that is not the Titanic. Like, it says Titanic on it. That's not the Titanic. That's the Olympic. So they think that they, <clears throat> they just took it out there to... To sink it. To sink it. Um. So 
And this is, it's not as ridiculous as the Sinket for the three guys, because there was a contingency plan in place according to this theory. Okay. Um, and this theory is, is pretty much from an author named Robin Gardner, and he has, he wrote a book called Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank. So all of this comes mm-hmm. from him, and there's a, like, a fairly good contingency of people okay. who fall in line behind him. Lots of historians don't, obviously, because yeah, yeah. it's not the generally accepted what happened. But there's a large contingency of people who think that he's right. Okay. Um... So, they they swap out the Olympic and the Titanic, so they put the name Olympic on the actual Titanic. Okay. Um, they put the Titanic name on the actual Olympic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just swap out a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. And they send out the Olympic with all these people on it, and they are to meet with a group of smaller rescue ships. Oh. Halfway through their voyage, pretty much. They're supposed to meet with a bunch of ships oh, out they there. they sink early? To... No. No? No. Okay. Uh, they're supposed to meet with these rescue ships so that all of the passengers and crew can be transferred over. They were letting the Olympic, disguised as a Titanic, take on water slowly through the whole journey. Oh. And then what Gardner says happens is that he doesn't think that the gash on the side of the Titanic is consistent with having hit an iceberg. Okay. And what he says happened is that they actually collided with one of the rescue vessels. Oh. And then because the re- one of the rescue vessels was down, they weren't able to take all the people. Mm. And and then the ship sank because they there was a collision, which made it sink faster sink faster than what they had been planning on because they were just going to take it out there while it was slowly letting on water yeah. and let it sink. Uh-huh. After everybody had already been taken off of it. But because there was this collision with another vessel that was supposed to be helping them take all of the people, it sank faster and they couldn't save everybody. Okay. So is there only one, one no, vessel? No, there, was, there was supposed to be several. But because the Titanic be- took the, that much damage yeah, so from this collision... Were there other vessels out there? <clears throat> that's what this guy thinks. That there were other ones out there. Yes. And that those that's how the people that did survive, survive. Which could explain why the people who, like, the survivors say, oh, we could see, like, spotlights in the distance because there were other vessels out there that were supposed to meet them. Okay, I didn't know that they said that. <clears throat> I just said that a did little you? while ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I can't remember every little detail. No, it's okay. Um, So Gardner says that it was the Olympic, it was sank. Uh-huh. blah de blah blah um, and that the Titanic, the real Titanic, spent 25 more years as an ocean liner named the Olympic. You know... And what's interesting is the Olympic ended up being, like, repurposed, so it could have been the Titanic, but the Olympic ended up being repurposed and painted up as a warship and sent out to war for World War One. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It seems <coughs> to me like it would have been a lot easier to say, we're going to do a, um, we're going to take this ship to New York the one that we want to sink mm-hmm. and that's where it's going to fill up with its crew of people there are parts over there there's whatever mm-hmm. that we need to repair it it's going to be easier if we just take it to new york oh it sank on the way there it but the problem was that they were going to have to put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into that ship to get it to new york it was never going to make it there that was the thing it was never going to make it to new york because it was so badly damaged okay. that they were going to have to pay shit tons of money to make it a vessel that could actually make any journeys anymore. What I'm saying is they do the bare minimum. Sure. They get it to the bare minimum, let it sink, 
as they're trying to take it to New York. The whole idea is they're just going to, they should just be trying to sink, trying to get to New York like they were before, right? Mm -hmm. But without, but without the people except for That's crew, the thing that gets me. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me is it it could have easily just been an excuse of we've got her seaworthy, air quotes, mm -hmm. uh, to get her to New York. Oh, didn't happen. We're going to uh, claim insurance on it, you yep. know. Um, though I think the insurance company might, like, they, you might have to have some sort of, sort of inspection for the insurance company. I just, it just seems like that is quite the risk for a ship. Yeah, the only thing I didn't, I should have looked this up and I didn't, but I should have looked up if they actually got any insurance money from the Titanic sinking. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Like, if they got anything for that. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I mean. it's it, The thing is, is that it's not unheard of. In to to take advantage of like maritime insurance claims mm -hmm. like that, it was not in her unheard of at the time that you would swap out a ship that had been damaged and say that it was another ship and sink it. Uh, you know, I'm not entirely surprised. I guess I just try to uh think that people are people are not that. that bad. Yeah, and they're not yeah. willing to risk people like that. But I guess like I can't say that entirely. No. Yeah. I guess they when they have no um when they think nothing bad is going to happen and they have no connection to those people. Sure. Yeah. I think it's much, much, much more likely that uh, it was a horrible accident. As far as conspiracies go, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that that's more likely. Yeah, this is probably the most likely conspiracy. Yes. I mean, next to the mummy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is probably the most plausible and most likely conspiracy. But I, I think truly what happened was just, it was a horrible accident. I think... They were trying to see if they could break the Mauritania's record. Uh-huh. And so they were pushing fast to get to New York. They wanted to try to, to make it as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. And it was dark, and it was cold, and they didn't see the iceberg on time, and the rest is history. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, something I saw on this TV special where I saw the, the mirages and things like that, and um, I'm not saying, like, oh, the TV special told me mirages, so that's got to be the answer. Like, mm -hmm. I have a... Um, uh, a little bit of electromagnetic um, frequency background, so mm -hmm. I have an idea about how light uh, interacts in the world with things. So it's definitely it makes sense. It's definitely probable, mm -hmm. and with huge temperature changes, it's highly probable. And if it were, um, if it were a warm, a warm night, and there is cold water, glacial water and mm -hmm. if i remember correctly the the glaciers were not expected they said in this tv special like, i can't i don't know but i watched it i don't show. remember i don't remember it's been a long time since i've seen it either way warm water uh I'm warm sorry, night warm real cold warmer water. night uh real cold water mm -hmm. they're gonna create ducting and um light isn't super susceptible to ducting but it obviously is susceptible to it you you can tell it's susceptible to diffraction just because of a heat mirage. It likely right? was not a warm night, though, because it was clear. That's true. Likely not either warm. Either way. Either way. But the, the idea was that... When I say warm night, I mean I mean warmer than air, the water. colder right. water. Right. Like, you. frigid water. Uh, like, like, literally freezing water, yeah. Literally, like, freezing water and cold air. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not freezing air. Got even you. if the air is freezing, it doesn't matter. It could be just really cold mm -hmm. water. Um... Anyways, I, I think that that makes that, I do truly think, like, what I've seen on that, I think mm -hmm. that is the most probable. I agree with you. I think they were trying to beat a record. They were mm -hmm. trying to say, we're the biggest ship with the, the biggest, um, uh, the biggest haul of people, if you will, 
and like we made 29 it, boilers and yeah. like and we made it so much faster than anybody else mm-hmm. and they said huh well the ship's unsinkable even if we know there's icebergs out here it's who unsinkable cares? we're going to bump yeah. into them and we'll be fine mhm because ah. we're state of the art and we've thought of everything except the fucking walls but sh- they but you hadn't you hadn't yeah. thought of everything yep and not of everything yeah 4 um, days 4 days it got out in the water that's it yeah and it sank nuts crazy yeah i uh like i don't think it's anything ridiculous i usually don't think it's anything ridiculous i don't normally believe things are the ridiculous thing i do think that it's entirely possible that it could have been an insurance thing it it just just sucks to think that because it sucks to think that people are that bad i think something like that would have come up already and been sure been addressed and fixed i think that's one of those things where records would have shown or they would have looked at other parts on the ship and been like, oh, these well, parts the don't match. Well, the problem is that it's been under for so long that there's probably not a lot you could do to prove that. Because you can't go back and be like, oh, can we find the holes that would have been patched on the Olympic? Because those holes could have come from anything at this sure, point. Sure, and I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is I think that based on the fact that they can pull off numbers on um, uh, propeller shafts, that mm-hmm. they can pull numbers off other things, too. Sure. And why wouldn't they have? But there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. You can email us at the truth is somewhere at uh, the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. So if you're listening on something and you want to listen on something else, it's probably there too. Yep. Um, you can, if you want to support the podcast, you can support us by uh, rating, liking, subscribing on any of those podcast apps and you can support us over on patreon where you get video of this and bonus content like bloopers and if we watch any kind of movies that have anything to do with this and we talk about that or really just any anything we want to talk about and record ourselves talking about it and threadless threadless you can get merch on uh the truth is somewhere.threadless.com and you can find our show notes on the truth is somewhere.com That's That's it. it. The truth is somewhere, guys. Keep looking. See ya.